Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What is up, IDP Army? Fantasy football fanatics, it's your man, Jordan Reigns, at 50 Shades of Drunk. This is the IDP Army podcast. Tonight, we're going to jump off the IDP train. We're going to jump onto the soul train that is the quarterback position in Dynasty right now going to talk about our top 12 and i say our because i have a surprise guest behind the scenes and then maybe if you're lucky we'll give you our top 24 get you all prepped for a little early dynasty rankings update um stick around it's gonna be a great show As always, want to thank our Patreons. Go check out patreon.com forward slash the IDP Army. Y'all make the show possible. Keep the lights on. Help us launch the second podcast feed. If you want to do one thing for me, well, you can do two. Like this video. The other thing is go subscribe to the new podcast feed below. And all right, I'm going to bring in our guest. This is my man, Adam. Adam and I met through the BDGE uh uh, the Big Dog Bash tournament, uh, where I was formerly undefeated. Now I am a peasant. I have lost. But Adam, what's up, man? How you doing? What's good, Jordan? Uh, thanks for having me on. What's going on, IDP Army? Appreciate everybody letting me come on and chop it up with you guys. So excited to talk quarterbacks. Excited to talk dynasty as a whole, man. Whatever you want to talk about, I'm with it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Actually, and we we I guess we kind of met in the BDGE, but where we really met was in the big content discord. Right. Um, we're both uh, in there with Nick and Jack and a whole bunch of other guys uh, talking constantly about creating content, you know, talking about ideas with each other, throwing things, uh, you know, dropping little interesting tidbits in there, talking about different stuff. That's where we kind of connected and thought, hey, let's do a dynasty video together because we're always dropping. You have a really cool uh, TikTok presence going right now. How's that been going? Man, it, it's been interesting. You know, I've had some some videos which get a bunch of hits. I got one that's close to 10K and then I got some that, you know, people just don't like. So I'm just trying to figure out what people like in TikTok and get my niche going there. Um, but yeah, the big content thing is dope. Uh, it was really good to meet you there. Obviously, we're both striving to grow our brand and our content. So that's why we said let's collab and make something fire, you know? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, I love hanging out with big content. You know, it, I, I love content creation. And, you know, before we jump into the fantasy football of it all, which is what you're all here for, you know, even this thumbnail, you know, is a, is a reflection of some things that I was reading in the chat or heard on the most recent big content our big content podcast episode and YouTube video. So if you guys are interested in making content, go check that out. But it was interesting to me that, you know, they were talking about how do you get started in like niching down? And when I think of my niche, you know, I don't know how you look at it, but in my head, I visualize like a, a dartboard, right? And your niche is a bullseye. It's very small. It's very concentrated. It's very valuable, you know? And then when you're in your niche, that's the most valuable, but there are things around it that are also meaningful. So, when you think of a dartboard, there are the pieces that come down, like the slice of the pie. So it's like maybe it's 
audio editing. That's part of, you know, if you make a podcast, then you're going to have that part of your board. Video editing will become part of it. Even copywriting, writing about your episode. So these things are suddenly part of your niche because they're outlying factors. And when you get enough reps doing one thing, you become more proficient at other things. So that's where, you know, I thought it was most interesting that it's, you know, it's really just about when you get started, you start somewhere small, but you almost by default, just by being in the trenches of content creation, you open yourself up as a creator. And before we jumped into the fantasy football of it all, I wanted to know, like, what, what were your thoughts on that? And how do you kind of view the niche that you're kind of in? And tell us a little bit about what you what you guys are doing right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so content creation, man, has been extremely eye opening for me this year. Um, Mike and I, the guy I do a lot of my work with um, over at South Harmon. Um, we also do the 40 chess show, which is on the destination Debbie radio. That's how we got started, right? We did a podcast, Ray Garvin. We are team DD. Um, we're on the destination Debbie team. He put us on, gave us a platform to do a podcast to start of this calendar year. We were doing a podcast and I had a shitty ass laptop. I mean, just literally talking into a mic, right? And it's turned into so much growth and so many different things. You talk about the dartboard. I mean, I'm, you know, doing video editing, Mike does the audio editing, I'm doing thumbnails, you know, I'm trying to do all these different things that I never even knew I would even be trying to do when I started and set out to do a podcast and growing to where I'm at, I'm at now, you know, some of it's overwhelming, some of it's getting the learning curves and getting the reps, obviously, you know, coming on a show like this, doing content just to grow your audience. Um, our niche, though, what we're focusing on, I think, we do a lot of best ball dynasty content. So dynasty obviously isn't really, it's somewhat of a niche, but to really niche down, so to speak, we're really more into the best ball focused. Um, we do dynasty trades as well. So the trading aspect and also how leagues differ when you talk about like a start nine league, how that's a shallow starting lineup and how different that can be from a start 13 all the way down to when you're playing best ball and anyone can go in and out of your lineup, your whole roster matters. So there's a lot of different variants that come into the format you're playing. So that's kind of our big focus as a whole. <clears throat> that's awesome. That's awesome. And like you said, like that's an interesting, you know, niche and people throw that word around kind of grossly. And I, I, for a while, my name on Twitter was micro niche podcast host because I thought it was just like kind of goofy, but I, I think it's interesting because when you're, again, when you're doing something, you're learning and you're opening yourself up to making a bigger niche. So one of the questions they had on there was somebody's like, well, what do, what would you start with a niche or would you do sports? My thought was start small, start with sports. That's what IDP, you know, I started with an IDP show. All I got to talk about was defensive players. Every time I come in a thread on Twitter two last three years ago, it's like, oh, it's the IDP guy. Get him out of here, you know. But after three or four years of doing that and just being around the, you know, fantasy community, now I've been able to work my way into best ball, into dynasty. And now those are niches, you know, on the outside. Those are the outside ring of that niche. And as I'm doing that, I'm also learning these other things. So my, my piece of advice for people, you know, I want to talk to you about this again because you're a creator is just get started and don't be afraid to ask questions. And I will say there's a lot of people that act like they know what they're doing, myself included, and we don't. The best way to learn is to ask somebody. Trust me, if you're doing something as type of way and you figured it out and you're like, oh, I figured it out. I promise you, I promise you, somebody on your timeline knows how to do it faster and better. And they probably would have told you if you asked them before you had to figure it out your way. So yeah. don't be afraid to reach out. People are more than willing to be helpful. Um, myself yeah. included and Adam included as well. That's one thing that has been extremely eye-opening for me as well is like the, the fantasy community as a whole, man, how receptive. I, I have not run into anybody 
that has not been receptive and wanting to help and willing to be a part of it. So it's exciting. Uh, Joker, what's up? Jay, what's good, man? What up, fellas? Mike. What's up? What's up? Looks like we got some 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 folks sliding through. I don't recognize these. Don't look at my these, people. These like are all people. these are all. Listen, man, you see this right here? This is South Harmon. These are all the shitheads. You know, that's what's the, up. Hey, I like yeah. that. That's some good branding right there. Yeah, shitheads. Man. And that's a uh, South Harmon fantasy football. That's our YouTube. That's Mike running that. So that's that's my guy, Mike. <clears> right nice. There. Go throw them a sub, y'all. If you're watching this, go throw them a, a sub. Thumbs and, up. And you know, all the goods. Go go hit the sub because uh, I don't know if he's here right now, Jordan. If he's not, he should be. And if he's not. I'll be shocked because he's always wanting us to dive into IDP content, but Mike and I really don't know shit about IDP. So I thought it was a good, you know, merging to get some IDP love in here with Jordan Reigns, man. But what well, we do, we're doing more of the good. we're doing more of the quarterbacks today. But Jordan is yes, a really good yes. place to find the IDP information, man. Today, we're up the yes. before. Today we are going to talk about some quarterbacks. Come back. I mean, check out. There's hundreds of videos of IDP players. If you're on this channel and you want to go check one of them out, they're, they're all good because I've made all of them. So they're, you know, pretty good. <laughs> what's up? What's up? Yeah, yeah. Uh, shitheads. Um, so let's go ahead and just jump right into it. And before we get into it, the meat and potatoes of it, I want to know, have, have you made a big shift in the since the season started to now in your rankings and and who has been the biggest mover for you before and I'll, I'll and I'll tell you mine for me the two guys that have moved the most since the season started mm-hmm. are Kyler and Justin Murray or not Justin Murray Justin Fields okay well and all right. it's it's Kyler going down mm-hmm. and it's Justin Fields going up okay well let me say this um Kyler has gone down for myself Mike and I, we just had an AMA yesterday where we talked about it. He's he's moved Kyler down even further than I have. Um, mm-hmm. That being said, Kyler is one of the guys that's moved down the most. I mean, there's some guys, when you talk about the dynasty rankings, though, that have moved significantly for me. Uh, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers have gone down quite a bit. Yeah. Um, yep. But I will say, Justin Fields actually hasn't gone up as much for us as probably the average person. Because Mike, he's here. He did the video on Justin Fields. We did a player short on him. We've been a lot more in on Justin Fields than everybody else. Um, I have him in my top twelve. Nice. So, um, I'm 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 very excited and bullish about Justin Fields. Yeah, I agree. I got him here. In, I was looking, and I had him before this. This is top, this tier two ends with my top twelve. He okay. was at thirteen, and I flip flopped he and Trey Lance last week. Okay. Um, and I think that's appropriate because I am. I'm just I'm getting more bearish on Trey Lance. But before we get into that, let's just talk about Justin Fields and why he's up here. Okay. He doesn't have to be a pro a prolific passer because he is running, he's running a way that Lamar was running for a while, but almost better than that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and the team that he's with right now, the Chicago Bears, is not very good. What happens when the Chicago Bears as a football team are actually as good? as the quarterback who seems to be a playmaker in the making. Um, so I think top 12 is completely justified. If league mates out there are not uh, valuing him like that, they should be. What are your kind of thoughts and takes on Justin Fields? I'm not even 24 years old yet. Yeah. Um, I, I have a lot of them. Um, I could talk all day about Justin spit, Fields. But... Spit some game. All right. So let me, let me say this. When you look at his game log this season, right, you're looking at – and this is going to come out in the newsletter I dropped. I won't give all of it away here, but uh, we do a newsletter every Friday at Destination Devi. If you're watching this and you haven't heard of it, it's literally free. You can go sign up um, for the Destination Devi newsletter. I'll get the stuff to Jordan. Um, if you want to check it out, just it drops little 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 blurbs of knowledge, and I'm, I write in that every week, or, or Mike does. But for Justin Fields, let, let's talk about this, for example, right? 
nine games, his game log is polar opposites, right? So when you look and you think about the first four weeks, this man completed eight passes, seven passes, eight passes, and 11 passes in his first four games, all of which he was throwing about 50% completion. He had two touchdowns and more turnovers than he had scores, right? At that point, you're seeing how bad the offensive line was. You're seeing how down the weapons are. And people are basically out. They're like getting to the point of, is Justin Fields even going to be the quarterback for the Chicago Bears next year? Like, there's literally that talk because there's a new regime in town, right? And they didn't draft Justin Fields, and they're trying to go the other way. Now, when you think about this, okay, that same situation that sucks, right? Because the last game they played, Claypool was out there, but we haven't seen Fields do that much with Claypool yet. So all the same weapons, all the same offensive line. His next five games, his completion percentage has gone up significantly. He has eight touchdowns versus two picks. He's had multiple games where his quarterback rating's over 106. And here's the thing. His five-game sample size, there, the rushing floor with that bad team is insane. I don't, you can't even call it a floor because right now, Jordan, including the first four weeks, so his whole nine games here, he's on pace to be the second-leading rusher in quarterback history with like 1,100-something yards. And then this is a guy that broke the record with 178 last game. And when you think about this, this is the big difference for me with him versus other Konami code guys. And you, you kind of touched on it a little bit here, right? When you th- look at Justin Fields, I think the big difference is this is a athlete that has the ability to take the ball to the house. It's not just a fast quarterback that can run for 15, 20 yards or can get goal line scores a la like a Jalen Hurts type. This is a guy that only Lamar Jackson and him I think can take a run that's a pedestrian run and take it to the house for, and all the way to the score. That's a huge thing in fantasy. Yeah, he's unique, you know, and, and it's weird because I, it feels like sacrilege. And what I'm doing right now, I remember I remember when I did this with, with Josh Allen, when I would compare him early on to good quarterbacks. I said, like his rookie year, I was like, that was a throw like Mahomes did. And I had to always caveat it because it wasn't okay then. When I see Justin Fields move, and I was a, I'm a, you know, uh, exercise science major, you know, kinesiology was something I did a lot. When I see Justin Fields move, he moves more fluidly, noticeably more fluidly, in my opinion, than the other two guys who are supposed to be the best, and that's Kyler and Lamar. He looks, he looks noticeably better. And when you think about that, and then I was looking, I mean, look at these rushing numbers. These are obscene. These are obscene, 47, 52, 47, 88, 82, 60, 178. The age of the pocket passer um, for fantasy purposes where it's like you could get one of those guys and he would be a mid-range quarterback one, a la Tom Brady, a la Aaron Rodgers, those guys are dead because there are too many guys like Justin Fields coming and already here. They fill out that top six, seven now. It's not like you're just getting one or two at the end, Mm -hmm. you know, where you're getting Colin Kaepernick and Teddy Bridgewater. And these guys aren't Colin Kaepernick and Teddy Bridgewater. You know what right. I mean? This is Jalen Hurts. This is Justin Fields. This is Josh Allen. You know, I mean, he's got the arm of Patrick Mahomes and he runs like Cam Newton. You know what I mean? These guys are different. And the fantasy football landscape, the sooner you adjust, you adapt, and you realize 
adjust. You know what I mean? This nine point game in week four, you'll, you'll, you'll probably never see a game like that again from Justin Fields at this point. Like, think about that. Like, I know it might be hard to articulate, but there's a, we could be looking at something like that. They went and got him a better weapon in Claypool and they immediately got Claypool involved. They want to run the ball, but again, that opens things up for Justin Fields to continue to be dynamic. So for me, he's top 12 for you also top 12. Yep. I don't really want to spend a whole lot of time talking about the sure. top tier tier guys, but I do want to say, Jalen uh, Jalen Hurts was not in on him. Okay, I of course corrected. You know what I mean, and I feel I see like you got, uh, I see you got Burrow here at three. You want I got you Burrow t- pretty high. You want to talk yeah. to the people about Joe Burrow at three? I will because my, my caveat is if you're gonna be one of the pocket passers, you have to be, and those guys can exist, and you want to exist in that that world as a top twelve guy. You have to be a Tom Brady. You have to be an Andrew Luck. You have to be a Peyton Manning type of quarterback or Drew Brees. Joe Burrow's got that in him. He can stand in the pocket and win a game. He doesn't have to tuck and run. He can, but uh-huh. he's also got that other thing. And it was funny because uh, you saw Cousins the other night, I'm sure, talking to the Manning brothers about that. Yeah. And he's like, you know, and you know, my coach said the one thing. And Cousins another guy. He's in my top 12, too. You don't see a lot of packet, pocket passers up here, but Cousins, Cousins can throw. He can hang in there, and he can go down the field. I, I still like Cousins, too. I think he's oftentimes undervalued. Yeah, oh, massively. So is Tua. That's why I got him here. He showed me enough. He can hang, and he's got the coach to do it. And I, I have. I don't think there's going to be a problem for Miami Dolphins to get good players to just keep coming to Miami for the rest of forever. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, they yeah. are set up. Um, so, But every other guy up here is basically has some dual threat ability, except for – and even Justin Herbert. So, it's, it's Justin Herbert – or Joe, Her- Joe Burrow being this high is because I think his ceiling – what we saw last year was close, but I think there's even more um, when he really gets everything humming, maybe even with a better coach, you know, and he's got a long career ahead of him. still only 25 years old. Mm-hmm. So I have him pretty high up here because for me, it's a value of a couple of things. It's it's playability, but it's also how long I think you're actually going to be a legitimate starter. That's why Kyler's not higher. Yeah, I, I acknowledge he's a great fantasy quarterback, but I don't think Kyler's going to be a starting NFL quarterback in three years, four years. He's going to go the route of Sam, not Sam Darnold. He's not going to implode that fast, but he's going to go the route of like a Baker Mayfield where it's like, he's so good. He's so good. And then suddenly the media is all going to be like, he's not that good anymore. We just need to get Cliff out of the way. And there's no more excuses. Same thing with Carson Wentz. The downfall was best season ever. So efficient quarter, you know, MVP, blah, blah. And then it was like, he's trash. And it was like, he's trash the whole time. It's just nobody would ever take, go out and say it. I've been low on Kyler for a while. I, when I watch Kyler play, he's he what he does special on the ground does not compensate for the the boneheaded interceptions, the fumbles, the goofy shit he does, and then his overall just general like not very good attitude. He doesn't seem like a leader to me. He just seems like a guy playing football. Yeah, you know I mean, so some I don't of, think he's going to last. In, some of those intangibles are are tough to put your finger on, but I'll say this um, with him. We talked about this on our trade show. If you're watching this and you're interested in looking at dynasty trades and stuff, um, you'll be able to. Sorry, I can keep talking. Though. Sorry, that was me. <laughs> you're good, dude. I'm messing um, with stuff I shouldn't be messing with. <laughs> you're fine. With, with Kyler, you know, we talked about this on our last trade show, and we, we've been using a lot of warp data, right? And that's, you know, win over replacement players. Um, the thing is with Kyler Murray, right? So you have this name insulated value with Kyler Murray right now but he's not actually offering you warp advantage. So what that really means is he's not actually giving you an edge no. at the super flex or quarterback spot no. because not even close. This, the points are not coming for him. And here's the thing, right? You, you brought up a good point. 
when you talk about him, so a lot of people talk about him in this second elite tier, right? Obviously not the big three with Allen Mahomes. Well, they did until fucking three weeks ago. And that's the thing about the fantasy community is you have to, I mean, it's days and weeks sometimes where these values change and you need to be listening and you need to be ahead, folks. Yeah. Because what we're saying now will be common vocabulary and vernacular in six weeks. I right. promise you. Yes. And it, it's the most reactionary market I've ever seen um, by far. And to that point with Kyler, right? Here's the thing. You you kind of touched on it. I think you nailed it to an, to an extent. With him, this is the thing, right? You're, so not only are you not getting the warp advantage with Kyler, basically he's not helping you win right now, but on top of that, he's not giving you the longevity certainty. Like we all know that Kyler Murray was the first overall pick because Cliff Kingsbury came there, right? Arizona season does not look good. They just lost to Seattle again. If Klingsb- Cliff Kingsbury is gone, here's the thing, the reality. They did get him a contract. So people still have that baked into his value. But if it's a new regime, new coach, and it doesn't go well there, they're not going to want to keep Kyler. And the other thing with Kyler is, like, when you talk about his value the first two years and where it's very different and interesting for me this year, they'll start at both the years, his rookie and second year, right? Like, he gave you good points, and then he got hurt. Now it's like the dude's healthy, supposedly, and he's not giving you anything. And it's still this small frame that runs that we've seen be injured. So, like... For me, I think of the name built-in value guys, Kyler Murray's one. Brand I, equity. Exactly. I'm, you I'm, have to sell Kyler. I'm telling you. And the same thing of like what I've been saying. I've been saying this on my channel for a while. And if some of my guys are in the, the chat, they'll probably come for my, my, my come for me. But I said his career trajectory will be identical to Carson Wentz's, except it'll be one year shorter because he's brown. That's it. It'll be the exact same everything. It'll be one year shorter because he's brown. That's it. And that's just it's just what it is. You know, it's kind of the cycle that the NFL sort of could go through with you guys. And again, he, he does a lot on the ground, sure, but it doesn't make up for the fact that he doesn't do much with his arm or anything special outside of that. Um, and it's his, it's his year four. You know, people are like, oh, give him time, give him time. He's a 25-year-old man. You know what I mean? Number one right. overall pick, and they get him a new weapon every six months. You know, so he's, he's yeah. low for me. Um, let's we're, talk. We're, just we both moved him down, yeah. Go ahead, yeah, Watson, let's and, do it. Still in my top 12 because I think the value is still there. This is a combination of market value and what I foresee. But mm-hmm. for me, if I'm being honest, I would rather have Kirk Cousins on my team. I would much rather have Justin Fields on my team. You know, even some of these guys a tier lower, but because of his value, I have to leave him here, you know, in my top 12 kind of. What are your thoughts on Deshaun Watson? I feel like he's massively undervalued right now market-wise because we haven't seen him play in so long, but still like 27 years old, he's kind of – Josh Allen before he was off went off the market you know he was that next up and coming guy behind Patrick Mahomes last time we really saw him you know performing he was you know had the Chiefs on skates in the playoffs right they were down like five scores um this is a prolific player we haven't seen play football in a while who's about to have an incredible head coach who's about to have an incredible organization behind him yeah he's got some dicey stuff in his background but at 27 years old with a fresh start um you know, for me, he's right outside of tier one. You can see here. And honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if I have him in tier one and maybe even a schmidge ahead of Jalen Hurts in the next two to three months. But what are your thoughts on Watson and what is your how are you approaching him right now in Dynasty? Yeah, so I think earlier in the year, right in the offseason, because we, we talk about all the time on our channel that how rigid contenders are and how much more flexible rebuilders are, right? And what your direction is and picking a direction. So in the beginning, if you're a contender, holding Watson, unless you were constructed really well with quarterbacks, was going to be troublesome for you. But his value, I think, was down then. 
The Browns are done with their bye. They have three games left before Watson comes back, right? They're, um, and as, if you can tell in the background, I'm a Browns person. I'm, I'm, I live here in Akron. I'm a Cleveland guy, so I, I'm paying a lot of attention. And they have three games coming up. They play at Miami, at Buffalo, home versus the Tampa Bay Bucks, and then Watson's back happens to be in Houston the following week. The thing with him is this. They're going to be five wins, four wins at most when he comes back. And for them to get to the playoffs, it's going to have to be on the back of number four. He has Amari Cooper. And Joku going down does suck. But this is a team that can run the ball with Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb's on pace for like 1,800 rushing yards with Jacoby Brissett, right? Like, you add him to this offense, and we saw even the, his last year in Houston, right? He was great his second to last year in Houston where they went toe-to-toe with the Chiefs. They're up 24 nothing. They end up losing. But the second that, that last year in Houston, they didn't have any weapons. He was still fantasy relevant. This situation's much better than that Houston team. Um I'm very excited for him. I have him currently at uh, quarterback five. I think that's actually interesting because I think that's where you had him. But to me, he's already like yep. I'm already ranking him as if he's playing today because it's only three weeks. And I think the reality is for most people, if you've held Watson to this point, you ain't selling light. Oh, Those yeah. days are over. No way. No. If you have him in Dynasty, people have been trying to get him from you for a while. Um, I have him in one league. And when I do activate him, finally – it's going to be the best feeling in the world because I've held this long, you know, and you're not right. getting it from me. I, I've, I've went through the dark days. Um, Justin Herbert seems to be having kind of a weird year this year. What is your what's your sort of uh, Justin Herbert take? And before we do that, I just want to highlight, you know, Deshaun Watson, someone we consider a rushing quarterback. You know, when you even compare his numbers to Justin Fields last few weeks, they look like kid numbers, you know. Yeah. 30, I- 38. 50, 36, 36, 24, 38, 38, 25. And this is our, you know, our, this was the guy, you know, before this was the next rushing quarterback guy before, you know, after Lamar and we've missed him for two years. And now Justin Fields is out here. Just, I mean, he's snatching souls quietly. And I think we're kind of catching on. I will say the flip side of that is Lamar is packing those in with 300 plus yard games, but Justin Fields could get there. Yeah. I I think, see, the thing with Watson is, when you look at this, right, he, he's more of like a tactical scrambler. Like he's not normally looking for design yeah. runs or anything. Now, if, if everyone's covered and he sees an opening, he will run on you. So it's like, like almost like a, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes type stuff where he's going to tactically scramble, but juiced up. He's better. He's faster at running the football. Um, I, I, I think the other thing with Deshaun Watson is he has an elite level arm talent. So he's not just a tactical scrambler. He's a great, great passer. Um, prolific, I believe. So um, I, I'm very in on Watson. With Fields, obviously, there's a little more concern with the passing and not having a contract. But the thing with him is he has upside as a rusher that we're seeing that almost nobody possesses. And, and even Lamar, who's a great rusher, like the way this offense is built with guys down, like he's not getting off on the ground like we've seen in the past before too. Exactly. And the thing is when Justin Fields runs, it's like he always runs for like – 12 or 15 yards and then he just like falls over like it wasn't even a big deal now with uh you you asked about herbert though so let me say this herbert's a very interesting one right what's up with him like what is qb14 feels kind of weird this is this is the this one here is a conundrum we actually have a trade show dropping it's premiering on saturday uh he's the thumbnail he's been featured in two deals justin herbert for the first time in a long time probably since his rookie year is actually attainable Right, because what's happening is this: I'm actually all in on the talent and everything that Justin Herbert is, 
but you had Keenan Allen, who's had a lot of injuries in the past, get hurt and has not been playing football. Then Mike Williams gets hurt and is playing football. If you go back and watch him last week, I mean, he, he throws the ball right at Josh Palmer's head and hands, and it bounces straight off the man's hands, straight up in the air for a pick. His situation is not great. His offensive line is not good. I'm totally in on just uh, Justin Herbert long term. I think the problem with him is this. You are expecting him, because ADP in the summer, based on a deco, they track ADP in Superflex leagues. He was actually going as quarterback, too. So people were drafting him ahead of Patrick Mahomes. And now he's giving you quarterback 14 numbers. And as a contender, even if you love Justin Herbert, you're not confident week to week he's going to give you points. You look there, he's got a nine-point performance. That's what we 16. saw from Justin Fields, right? Like 15 yep. that last game. So there's a lot of concern on the contender side with him. And people are basically foregoing the fact that he does have this great dynasty outlook for someone that's going to smash for them today. Um, I still have him as quarterback three in my rankings, but I'll say this. Love it. Very in on Justin Herbert, but I'll say this. If you're a contender, I am perfectly and and happily pivoting one for one to Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson. Hell, right now I'd probably even do it for Watson. Um, Those guys especially I would pivot off of Herbert for. Outside of that, man, I wouldn't do it unless I'm getting a plus. I I agree. I think he's a little bit undervalued. I've noticed that the sentiment around him just in general has been a lot quieter. Um, And that's just because the team overall is struggling, but still only 24 years old. One of the younger top end quarterbacks, you know, still a whole year younger than Joe Burrow. um, And actually has a whole full year playing football more than Joe Burrow, right? So Yeah, and he also, um, listen, and, and, and I like Burrow. I do. I really do like Burrow. But the thing about Herbert is, man, like I, I do see Herbert as a guy that has more of a rushing floor than does Joe Burrow. Um, now, I'll give you this. like As we see, the weapons in, in L.A. are scary, whereas Chase and Higgins are dope as hell for Cincy. So that's there's no question on the, on the weapons right now. Jocko says, bold take, Kyler not a starter in three years. I mean, he it might could, be, he might could, start it, the year as a starter in three years. I would say it's it's a bold take, but I, I don't think there's anything wrong with making bold takes. We make bold takes all the time. It keeps it entertaining. He's a bum. He has Get not been good here. this year, man. He has not been. There's no way around Get him out of here. <laughs> all right, all right. So let's get to some of the juicier names. And like I said, this is an update show, y'all, um, for the podcast and the channel. You know, this is not by any means a thorough. We're not going to break down every single guy. We don't have end-of-season stats, but I wanted to hop on here with my man Adam and just kind of see where our heads are at based on some of the things we've said. Yeah. Uh, curious that I'm ready to keep scrolling down, and we haven't talked about Tua before we talk about this back half, uh, these uh, wide right. quarterback twos, what is your two a take, and where did you have him ranked before the season starts? I think I had him at like quarterback fourteen or fifteen in redraft in dynasty. I know I moved him up right before the season a little bit too, but I I've been I've kept him pretty high uh, since he came in the league. But what is your kind of take on him, and is he going to keep going up for you? Yeah. Well, so yes. I- Here's what I'll say. We, we've been, Mike and I have been very in on Tua, um, much more so than the average person. If you remember in startups this offseason, there was basically a tier one of quarterbacks that people were very comfortable drafting players at. And some of those guys included like Aaron Rodgers and, you know, even Kirk Cousins at times. And not saying Kirk Cousins isn't great, but Aaron Rodgers is not. Like Matthew no. Stafford certainly was somebody that people felt great about. Matthew Stafford looks horrible. That offensive yeah. line looks terrible. Outside of Cooper Cup, if Cooper Cup didn't play, Matthew Stafford would be in big oh, time yeah. trouble. And also, be... 
Matthew Stafford has a midweek concussion, which is wild as hell to me. So he he's fallen significantly. But my point is there was basically a cutoff when all those guys were gone. Then it was like, okay, I'm going to take Tua. And it didn't feel sexy for anybody. People didn't really want to draft Tua because they hadn't seen him play well. He had injury history, right? This was the thing for us. Tua was very effective and efficient as a passer. He's, he's incredibly accurate. Now, when you think about what made Tua great, right? What made Tua great in college? The fact that he's so damn accurate, he doesn't really want to push the ball downfield to guys in contested catch situations, right? His rookie season, you got Devontae Parker, you got Preston Williams. These guys don't separate. They separate by going and catching the ball up higher. Tua wants to throw the ball like in Alabama to guys running wide the hell open, and he will put the ball right on their number. And if you look at what they've done, um, very heavy analytics GM over there has basically continued to utilize the fact that he's on a rookie deal and get weapons there. So Jalen Waddle, right? They went against their analytics to go up and grab him, his teammate, right? And then this year, they made that trade for Tyreek Hill. So now you have two guys that are incredibly fast, that can't be covered one-on-one, and they're running open. And Tua is successful as hell because of it. And then if you start doubling them, he will check the ball down. Here's the thing about Tua. If you like Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, which is almost everybody in Dynasty, how can you not like the guy who's throwing them the football? Bingo. I agree. I agree. hundred percent. Um, and Mike McDaniels is, is everything that people tried to tell us that Brandon Staley was going to be, you know what I mean? Like he's an actual guru. He's an actual like genius. Um, and I think his genius will last a little longer even than Sean McVay's. I think we've been seeing the cracks in Sean McVay's genius here recently. Um, and it's, I think it's curious that he's talking about uh, walking away from the team as soon as, you know, the going gets tough. Um, yeah. you know, so they, they, whatever. They, they kept, they kept kind of, you know, pushing out to the future to win and they got the win. And now you're seeing how bad everything is. Now he's going to retire at, was he 36? <laughs> that's Bill that's, Belichick's cra- that's crazy, here, man. It's crazy. Wheelchair and onto the field. And Sean McVay is like, I'm retired from coaching. I went to two Super Bowls. Belichick's um, out anyway, here coaching no matter what. Sean yeah. McVay, but I mean, Tua for me, um, here's he's the thing. He's still a right? value, right? He probably is a value in most of your leagues. I'll say this. <clears throat> What's really interesting is then you had, okay, look at the progression of Tua Tungabailoa. So he has some slower games, and he had that incredible comeback versus Baltimore. You got the game log up right here, right? Yep. So w- week one, he was just pedestrian. Week two, he comes back versus Baltimore. Unbelievable comeback. Now, here's the crazy part, right? Then week three versus Buffalo, not great. And then, you know, you had the whole concussion yeah, thing and everything coming in with that game and then the Cincinnati game, same thing, right? But here's what's interesting. People said with the Baltimore game, well, it's one game. He's really not that good. It was just a game in negative game scripts, and, you know, it's it's fluke. Even if you think it's fluke, all right? Him having six touchdowns and 469 yards. Jordan, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Do you know how many quarterbacks last year had 469 yards and six touchdowns in a passing game? Probably. All last year. All of last year, I would say if at all it was one, it was probably Josh Allen in the game against the... Welcome to another round of Drawing Board or Miro Board. Today we discuss technical diagramming with systems architect Maya. Let's go. First question. You've spent 10 hours slogging over a sequence diagram that should have taken five. Drawing Board or Miro Board? Drawing Board. And if I'm being honest, Miro would probably cut that time down by half. You know, with its AI tools and ready-to-go templates. Next, your diagrams become so bulky, it's more complex than the solar system. But all it takes is a few clicks and... 
It's Miro. I've used those technical shape packs way too many times. And stuff is just digestible on its infinite online canvas. Now, the final question. Everyone's brought in. But you have to make all these tasks all the way over in Jira. But wait, it's done. Is it Miro? Easy with its two-way Jira sync. Easy to plot dependencies. Everyone always knows what's up. And she's done it. Join over 60 million people creating technical diagrams without workflow glitches. Get your first three boards for free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Chiefs? So so here's the thing. Uh, Joe Burrow actually threw for like 500 yards in one of those games. So he threw more than 469, but he didn't throw six touchdowns. Nobody did them combined. Nobody threw six touchdowns at all last year. Burrow had a 500-yard passing game. Incredible game by him. But the point is, so if you go last year, the, the year prior, the whole season, and you talk about who threw that much, like even if you think it's fluke, the fact that he can throw that, that much should show you a ceiling that people said he didn't have. Right? Known ceiling. Known ceiling. I talk about that a lot. Guys talk about this could happen or that could happen. I'm like, when you when a guy shows you who he is, when he says – I have a 50 point. Look, now we know Tua, anything under 56.86 in this league is, is a possibility any given time. He's shown so, that. So here's what's crazy, though, Jordan, right? His value kind of went up again. And then we talked about how it's the most reactionary dynasty out there. Then you had the next game. He has the concussion. Then obviously the short week concussion again. People are freaking the hell out. Jordan, this guy's value was like everybody just went, I went out. I want no part of this. He may retire. People panic like crazy. And I said, I understand it's scary, but at the prices that I'm seeing, I'm willing to buy. Problem was I already had crazy shares of Tua. I need to get him. I need to get him on some teams. I don't have enough exposure. I had a couple of Dynasty Leagues use on. I'm not in those ones anymore um, for whatever reason. I need to I need to go acquire him. He, Justin Fields are both guys that are on my list. I think Joe Burrow is actually it's a good time to go look for him too. I would agree just with you. All, because uh, with Chase being down and them, you know, I think that just lowers people's overall hype meter or whatever you want to call it. But let's talk about some of these back-end quarterback twos or mid-range quarterback twos. So I have Zach Wilson here. I have him at 20 uh, – what was he at 12? So it's be 13, 14. I have him at 15, and he's in this group of guys with Trey Lance, Trevor Lawrence, the top of my tier three, young guys all in their second, third years on the field. Um, and I like what I like what I've been seeing out of Zach Wilson. I like the coaching uh in with the jets i mean they just beat the bills which i said on the show like that's no small feat like that cannot go you can't state that enough like this is not your typical jets team like this is a legitimately good football team on offense and on defense and with coaching and you cannot discount what a quarterback does for that you know And, and he hasn't had the best receiving core he hasn't had the easiest ride you know of anybody um but to have a New York team that has high expectations and those expectations are expected to be dashed for them to actually be, again, getting a dub over the bills. I had to reevaluate kind of what I think about Zach Wilson as a player, um, just because he kind of doesn't fit into that mold of some of these sexier guys we've been talking about. He's not, 
he's not six four, you know, six five, you know, two fifty. Uh, you know, he's he, he's built a little bit more like a, a, a Kirk Cousins type. Um, mm-hmm. you know, a Kyler Murray type, a little bit smaller, a little bit uh different, more of a pocket passer. So maybe a Drew Locke, maybe even. So the guys that we see in my head at least that come come into the league kind of like him haven't been successful, but. What do you think about Zach Wilson? Um, you know, I, I even I have him in this tier with some guys. I think you're going to get a few more years out of some of them. Jared mm-hmm. Goff, uh, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers. I think we maybe have one more if we're lucky. But these guys could easily move up a tier, and I think Zach Wilson might be another guy to consider looking at. Um, what are your thoughts on Zach Wilson? He's on the thumbnail, ladies and gentlemen. We love Zach Wilson. Hey, and, and listen, man, you, you nailed it. Um... My, my guy, Mike, he has a shirt, you know, um, throwing bombs and banging moms. You know, we, we, we did a thumbnail with um, uh, some, some Zach Wilson stuff. So I, I really was enjoying the thumbnail. It worked out perfect for us hopping on here. Let me say this, though, with Zach Wilson, um, obviously having the injury in the offseason and the preseason, essentially starting his year slow. Um, <laughs> it, I think that wasn't good for his value. But then he's come back. And here's the thing with him, right? I, I like Zach Wilson. I've been more in on Zach Wilson than the average person. A lot of people, I think, are – they just don't believe the talent actually is there, and they think he's kind of propped up just by draft capital and having a landing spot and being the second overall pick. Here's the thing with him, right? He's been very kind of inconsistent. Um, and the one game where they lost versus New England was the one time he showed, I guess, some fantasy upside because he had 355 yards, but he also had three picks, and he had under 50% completion. Um I, they are doing a very good job in, in New York. Um, and I love Garrett Wilson, right? But Elijah Moore, I don't even understand what's going on with him. The fact that he doesn't have targets at all. Um, Brees Hall going down. But the thing is with, with Zach Wilson, in in the appropriate range, I'm still willing to take the shot because the landscape of quarterback is so bad. But I, I would like to, for the rest of the year coming out of the bye, like to see him a little more unleashed like when you look at his past attempts right now, like they basically really want to just run the football down your throat and play really good defense with that front four. And then Zach Wilson's kind of hidden. And I would like to see more of him uncorked and unleashed at times because right now I like the talent. I just, I don't know. I haven't seen enough to really know how to appropriately value him. I think by default, you have to have him in the tier that you're talking about. For me, I have um, Zach Wilson at quarterback 18 and Here's the thing. I think in that jumbled tier you have, there's a reality of what are you doing with your team? If you're rebuilding, I think Zach Wilson is a guy I want to get. If you are a contender, it sucks, man. Like Russell Wilson, you have below. Like, But if I can make a pivot one for one, Zach Wilson to Russell Wilson on a contender, I would do that. So I think here you're kind of just playing the landmines of what's happened and trying to see if you can get the guy who's going to be better for your team on the contending side. I like Zach Wilson long-term. I'm still in on the talent. I'm worried, though, on the points per game, what the rest of the year looks like. Yeah, I think this year you're not going to get a whole lot out of them. What I I do, and I, I will we'll just point to, you know, their, their drafts have not been – they haven't been great at bringing in offensive talent. I mean, they brought in Denzel Mims, who everybody in Dynasty and Debbie love, but he's garbage. Yeah. Um, Garrett Wilson is going to be good and has been, you know, all right, uh, but not a lot of time on the field together. And then Elijah Moore, that's just like a weird thing. Then they've been bringing in, you know, ever since I've been playing fantasy, the Jets have two new running backs a year. Every single year they get two new running backs. This year's no different. Again, we got a new one last year, Michael Carter. Then we bring in James Robinson. They always have – the thing with them is their offensive pieces, 
they never get to really develop together and kind of build together. They focus on the defense. Big Q, Quentin Williams is looking awesome. The linebackers are looking good. Um, Their edges, Carl Lawson's coming on for them, et cetera. What they're really, what they really need now, oh yeah, Sauce Gardner's a stud, and that's what Robert Sala does. I think Zach Wilson has shown enough to be an engine. He needs to, you know, he's been banged up, and they have some weird stuff going on. Get rid of Corey Davis. Get rid of Denzel Mims. Just like clean house. Mm-hmm. Let's get him the guys that you know he needs. Yeah, and let's have that next two. Let's have that Tua kind of step up. Like let's surround him with a Tyreek Hill, and you know the net. You know they brought in C.J. Uzama. Right, but they're throwing the ball to Tyler Conklin, you know, so that the offense. Conklin's having a nice little season. He's had a couple down. No, he's a beast, and I brought him up because I I love Conklin. I picked him up in the bash that he was one of the guys that helped me get to that. Oh, nice, good pickup. Um, he he's a beast, but I brought him up because to me that shows that their their offensive identity still hasn't been defined. You know, they brought in both those guys. You know, and the fantasy community I know was much more in on Uzama, but look, it's Conklin who's having the better season, and then you know so. When I think that they get those guys to actually sync up, link up, Brees Hall, and then they, you know, Wilson and Wilson, when those guys hit, I think you're going to want to have been in on Zach Wilson now versus later. So that's kind of why I still have him ranked pretty high. I agree with you there. And I think it really does suck that we lost Brees because he was becoming a a feature, unbelievable back until that ACL tear. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean that's that, that's tough business, but I like Zach because he's 23, he's young, he's got a stud of a coach, he's in a good you know situation. It seems like the Jets are in a good situation for the first time since I started watching football. They just yep. need to get him his pass catching weapons and you know and get them all synced up, linked up. The Elijah Moore stuff has been weird. I'm sure that's been hard to deal with, etc. But I, I love Zach Wilson, and he's a guy that I've risen on a little bit this offseason. Um, I want to touch on Jared Goff. 28 years old. He was he the he was the number two overall pick the year he he came in. I picked him up at a lot of Debbie this year. Or not Debbie, <laughs> best ball this year. Um yeah. because he was so cheap. And I think that Jared Goff's gonna play football a lot longer than people think he is. You know, I people want to lump him in with like uh I don't even know who they want to lump him in with, just guys that aren't very good. I think he's a little better than he gets credit for. And I think part of that is earlier we were talking about the perspective thing was the Sean McVay thing. It was like, you're either team Sean McVay or you're team Jared Goff. And of course, everybody loves Sean McVay, you know, and he's winning and all that. But it's like, Jared Goff might be in the NFL well after Sean McVay retires. You know what I mean? He's not having a bad year. So for me, I have him in this tier. And he's a guy that I don't want him to be like my quarterback one. Right. But I mean, what Matthew, Matthew, if there was a guy who's going to be one of those pocket passers that can move up another tier, it's going to be Jared Goff. Uh, he did get some good weapons this year. The team's coaching's not the best. It's still Detroit. I don't have any, you know, machinations that he's going to be playing in Detroit too much longer. But I will say, if he ended up somewhere like the Steelers or somewhere, um, I don't know, just somewhere that had some things going for them, Jared Goff is he, he's going to be a reliable, decent starter in the NFL for a while. And I think in Dynasty, he's a name that you, at 28 years old, he's the exact same age, essentially. Is Patrick Mahomes, you know what I mean? Sure. Um, so uh, a little bit undervalued, a guy that I, I think has really done a lot for his career this year. Actually, here at a third plus, I need to I need to do some updating on my values, guys. I You're think good, man. Probably... I was doing I was doing some upgrading on my uh, rankings over here too. I got a lot of upgrading, uh, dude. Updating it's, to do on my rankings. yeah. You don't realize it's how far you are behind until you kind of get in there and you start looking at everybody. And I got I got a whole thing just like this for defense too, and every other offensive player. So 
it's a it, constant it's a constant it's like a second brain you know what i mean except you gotta move your own neurons around <laughs> yeah and, and well what what's nice about it though is it forces you to sit down and take everything up here and make sure it all works out yep. how does it look on paper and yep. i did that process today really to fine tune everything before i came on here and i'll say this Jared Goff for me, especially like you mentioned on best ball, I think knowing your league format here is very key for Jared Goff. Now, if I'm in a start nine, start 10 lineup league, like I'm not saying I won't roster Jared Goff, but I don't want him to be a top two quarterback for me in that format. If I'm playing in a best ball league, I am very interested on Jared Goff. And I'll say this, Mike and I both kind of agree with your sentiment that Jared Goff's been better than we expected this year, right? Look at now, passing yards. And this, now he, you know? he, he had those two games there, uh, I think, sandwiched around the bye, which were pretty bad. I'll say this, though. Five and five, yeah. But on now, the other sides of those, though, he's he had a lot of great games. games. And in best ball, you love seeing this, right? Now, here, here's the thing with Jared Goff. You, you made a great point, right? He, he's the former number one overall pick. That carries weight. And I think one thing that my rankings force me <laughs> again to see is when I did my rankings, you're like, when I get past about quarterback 2021, 20, like it is gross, man. It is gross. And I think what that really oh, yeah. should signal half is of that, them won't be there in a year or two. Exactly. And, and what that should really signal is what the landscape is so bad that when you look at Jared Goff, he, even if you don't like him, he's going to go to another team as a starting quarterback because. What are we seeing right now? Look at guys that are starting right now, man. Jimmy G, no one said was going to start again. Marcus Mariota starting, right? Andy Dalton is starting yet again for the New Orleans Saints. There are going to be a team that says, you know what? Jared Goff has former first-round pedigree. He's had good statistical years. We don't have anything else to do. Look, the Colts are starting Sam Ellinger, for God's sakes. Jared Goff will be a starter probably again, as much as I don't think he's necessarily going to help an NFL team win. For fantasy, I'm interested in him. This is driving me insane because I'm I'm from the I'm from Missouri, you know, St. Louis Rams. So boo Jared Goff, boo LA Rams, all that. And boo Jared Goff's just a goofy motherfucker. Jeff but, but I'm also a massive, massive fan of the underdog. Okay. And you guys know that because you know I've been riding with cousins since 2015. Okay. And people finally caught on that he's a dog. I took him taking his shirt off, flexing his dad bod in the chains, whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to stand for Jared Goff on that level. And it's frightening because I used to, I hate, I don't like Jared Goff. He's again, he's goofy, but it's like, I can't ignore when I watch him play football and some of the games that he's been in. I, people forget Sean McVay doesn't play football. You know what I mean? Like Sean McVay didn't play his way to the Super Bowl. Sean McVay didn't go toe for toe on Monday night football against Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs. You know what I mean? Yeah, he called the plays, but he didn't throw that ball. I mean, he didn't go shot for shot against Patrick Mahomes. This this goofy-ass motherfucker right here did that, okay? Easy to forget. Easy to forget, okay? Just because because of the, the narratives that come around the NFL. Aaron Rodgers is 38 years old right now, and you, somebody watching this, drafting him as your quarterback one. If you could get 10 years, think about that. Jared Goff playing at the level he's playing at like right now, quarterback 15, He's massively undervalued in Dynasty. He's not going away. What else is Jared Goff going to do? He's not going to be a personal trainer. He's not going to go be. A I mean, he's got trainer. he's got he's got a bad bitch though. I All he does, you know, he can just, he, he can just ride off in the sunset with that. But he's not going he to. He football. can still play. He can still he plays play. football. That's what Jared Goff does. Right. Just like my dog Case Keenum, who we also stand for around here. Love Case Keenum. Give Case Keenum a starting job. Um, but just want to say undervalue in dynasty um and he is in my top 24 pretty securely and like you said and 
this needs to get a little bit of an update because I think, um, and he's not in my top 24, but I think Geno Smith needs to be in that conversation. That's funny. Just I to, just put him to 24, man, today. I was going to say, you were it. talking about those guys that are right outside where you're like, I don't know what's going to happen. I feel like he's that first guy where it's like he's like that, but like he's really good right now. So I want him in that tier where it's like I don't want – he's not expendable right now in Dynasty. Like don't look at him like that. And it's funny because I have him on a team right now that I picked him up last year on, and he got me through some tough times. And I remember yeah. holding on to him and thinking there might be something here. Glad I did. He's a little lower on my rankings now. I'm going to bring him up. But what kind of dynasty ceiling do you see for a Geno Smith? Let's say things keep going well and they keep him around and they try to build around him and he's already doing pretty good. Uh What if we upgrade Tyler Lockett? What if Pete, you know, says, you know what? Here's a young, better guy or something. What if, what if, what if? The only constant is change, okay? And Geno Smith is showing that he can play football. Now can this get better? That's the question. Um, and if it does, what does that mean for Dynasty? So th- this one here is one of the most fascinating things to talk about, right? Because Geno Smith, it's here's the thing about him, right? He, he's old enough. What is he, 32? Yeah, 32, mm-hmm. right? So this is a guy that we've seen have basically no fantasy success in a long time. As, uh, as Geno Smith likes to say, you know, everybody wrote me off and he ain't right back, right? Like, it's the truth. But here's the thing. Let's Damn. talk about Seattle and how crazy Seattle is, right? Seattle, um, they went to Russell Wilson. When you think about what their team was successful with, it was the fact that Russell Wilson, as great as he was, was a fourth-round rookie that was paid nothing. And what could they do and what did that afford them? The ability to pay Marshawn Lynch, to have a good offensive line, to have offensive weapons, and ultimately – the LOB, the Legion of Boom, right? That was all afforded because you had a quarterback we hadn't paid nothing. Russell Wilson was being paid nothing in those first four years of his contract. Geno Smith right now, even playing as well as he is, isn't costing them much, right? They don't have a lot paid to the quarterback position. I'll be interested to see because they have, what is it, Denver's first-round pick. And Denver right now is very scary. And so that might be a position where they have Denver's first round pick. They have their first round pick, whether it's mid to late, they make the playoffs. They could package that and go up and get their guy if they want to choose to do so, because that still would be cheap. That would be the one thing for me that would be interesting with Geno Smith. But the way he's playing, he, he honestly, is, is, he's so fascinating because of this. Right now, if you have him on a contender, like in a best ball league, e- even anywhere, like you're not going to move him. He is going to put more points on your team today than he's ever going to value in like dynasty draft picks like no one's probably sending a first for geno smith you know so you're better off just riding him on a contender and for a rebuilder it's hard because he's worth something to a contender but they don't want to pay you for it so he's one of the most fascinating assets i think right now on a contender he could help people win fantasy championships oh yeah the future is just so the future is so hard to predict because what happens after this year and we have not really seen guys that have had been in the league this long and then had a resurgence this strong that he never had before at 32. He, he's a conundrum. Yeah, he's he's interesting. The lucky thing is he's a quarterback, so if he does, I mean, he could piece together a three, four, five-year run here. Curious, curious, just to play devil's advocate here. Yeah, We got a 33-year-old Russell Wilson out here just shit in the bed, uh, QB 21. We got a 28-year-old Jared Goff, quarterback 15, former number one overall pick or number two, I forget, whatever. 
and a fourth rounder who everyone is realizing is fake and probably not a very nice guy behind the scenes. Very goofy, goofy, goofy dude, man. Yeah, that's the nice way to say it. I can, yep. I call it fake. Um, I mean, <laughs> the, the, the whole thing and the yeah, I'm with you. Go ahead though. Ah, uh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Um, who do you want in dynasty? Let's have a candid conversation. Let's Between say whom? you have to lock one of these guys in for the next three years to your dynasty team. Would it, you rather lock in Jared Goff or Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson. For real. So that, you would rather have Russell Wilson from 33 through 36 than Jared Goff through 28 through 31. And I'll tell you why. I'm listening. See, okay, so here's the thing, right? Even if, and I think you could probably make the case, and I'm sure you have a very good case for Jared Goff as far as the player. Here, here's what I will say. For me in Dynasty, because it's Dynasty, and because a lot of Dynasty is about trading, Russell Wilson will always carry a name, and he has a bag because because he's fake and he already got him to pay him. He has There's no potential out on his deal until 2026, right? So you got a name that is, whether you like him or not, it's a name, Russell Wilson. Jared Goff is going to probably go into a, same, a situation where he doesn't have a contract. He doesn't have a bag. He doesn't have the same appealing name. And I think that here's the thing. Russell Wilson, one, could have better days ahead. We were seeing him be really bad this year, and it's not going to shock me if he plays bad this long for the whole entire remainder of his career. But he has security that I think I can trade to somebody for more than I can Jared Goff. So that would be my argument. Not even necessarily anything on the field. That's a fair argument, but I want to circle it back. If you had to lock one of them into your roster, no trades, no fucking around. It's just this guy is the guy okay. that is going to be on your team for the next three years, no matter what. Mm -hmm. I will still, I will still say this one's this one becomes a lot closer, and I'll still lean Russell Wilson, um, be, because I also think this Russell Wilson is in a situation where he has some pass catching weapons. They they have the team built around him with Jared Goff. Like, here's the thing. I think right now in Detroit, he's got a lot of weapons he can throw to. They're in a lot of negative game scripts, which builds well for fantasy. Like, if he goes to a bad situation, Jared Goff can't survive that. Um, so, like, I also think he could end up going to a decent situation. It's just it's just a lot more – it's a lot more stable with Russell Wilson. It's a lot more scary I with just, Jared Goff. Here's, here's, my, here's my thing. I just feel like – and this is, I just feel like if you took – and this is why I told you before the show started where I might end up just being like pushing back a little bit. I, I want I it. I'm all for it, man. Push. And this is just a, these are machinations that are happening in real time. But I feel like if I dropped Jared Goff onto the Broncos, they're a better team than they are with Russell Wilson. That and could, that could very well be true. And as I look at this schedule down the, 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 the stretch here for Jared Goff, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, there's a chance to turn this narrative around. You know, I mean, they get Chicago. Okay, they're they're hot right now. So if they beat Chicago this week, it's different than if they beat Chicago three, four weeks ago. Okay, that could start a little momentum. They just beat Green Bay. New yep. York Giants are rolling. Okay, they're not necessarily a great team, though. You could win that game. In Buffalo, we just saw Buffalo get beat by the Jets. Now we just said the Jets' offense wasn't great. Their defense was all right, whatever, whatever. Part of the reason I think the Bills may have lost that game, too, is because, like, it's the Jets. We're going to win. They could slip up again. And then all of a sudden, I'm just saying, there's a world where Jared Goff, the, the, the value of Jared Goff, the narrative around Jared Goff, the security of Jared Goff in, in a year to two years could be, and I'm just, you know, could be higher than Russell Wilson's based on, just kind of the whirlwind of things that could happen and the amount of press that is happening around that team, et cetera. So um, 
I just thought it was – I think that was an interesting question, a fun question. Um, Let me give I you one – I won't push back too much because, like, I think it's a bold take, but I also think, like, I'm not going sit, to sit here and tell you you're wrong. Like, if they win some of those games, Buffalo also keep in mind, I think part of the reason they lost too was Josh Allen's holding his arm. He's got the UCL injury. Um, we'll that was the last how- play. That was the second-to-last play, though. He was 100% before that. I get you, but I'm just saying – that injury, more so than the game prior, is going to potentially be bothersome versus the Detroit Lions in Week 12. Um, now, here, here's what I will say, too. The Lions, the one thing that's baked in is the Rams are playing very bad, and we talk about how bad Matthew Stafford is and stuff. They have their first-round pick this year. So they're in a similar situation with Seattle where they have those two first-round picks to go get whatever quarterback they want, even if their pick's not positioned <clears throat> to do that themselves. So very interesting debates. Man, it would just be crazy. Like I could just see a scenario where like Jared Goff ends up on like the Cardinals, you know what I mean? And Kyler gets moved off somewhere. Or even the oh he I wouldn't mind him being in black and yellow, straight up and down after some of the shit I've seen Ooh. happen in black and yellow. Past so you're so years. you're so you're listen, first of all, we we got a Browns guy and a and a Steelers guy here. Now my dad's a Steelers fan, so I'm a little more amicable to the the Steelers guys than most. But let me say this. You're not so you're not a picket guy. Let's transition to that. I, I, I want to be a picket guy. How about that? Because I, uh, I see where your year, rankings have him. You don't want to be a picket guy. You got him sandwiched between Aaron Rodgers, who's about to be 39, you're ready to write well, off, it's the and same Jimmy tier. G, who we don't know. It's the same different situation. It's a tier thing. I could, you know, if I could move him okay. here. Okay, all right. If you're saying much. that whole tier is equal, I'm with you. I get you. I'm not, I'm, I, I'm I the think same value-wise, you know, I think because Aaron Rodgers, you, you have a limited time. Kenny Pickett, you have more time for that to be a maturing asset, but we don't really know. We know Rodgers will go down. We don't know Pickett will go up, but right now it's like you could, you know, kind of that's kind of where I'd be going. Okay. Are, are you, are you like encouraged at all with what you've seen on the field or are you more so like, I need to see more? What, look, where are you at with him as, look, a, as a player? Look, I'm a Steelers fan and we're, we're going through some things. Okay. Everybody is. Tomlin's going through some things. He doesn't have a Hall of Fame quarterback anymore for the first time or forever. Okay. Claypool is, you know, and Juju be talking outside their mouth about, you know, it's nice to have coaches that know what's going on on offense. And I stand for Mike Tomlin. I will till the day I die. He's a great coach. Yeah. This is the first time we've seen Mike Tomlin have to go through this process. He brought in Trubisky, not working out well. Dobbs, not working out well. Mason Rudolph. And you could say this started two years ago, okay? Not working out well. Can he pick it? Not working out well. So I I don't know what that really means for Kenny Pickett. I've seen things I like from him on the field. Like I like the way that he wants to play, but I don't know. I don't think anyone has taken him aside yet and said, you are the Pittsburgh Steelers starting quarterback. And that is that job is yours for the taking, but you gotta take it. Okay. You gotta start throwing the ball that way not that way not at a 45 degree angle we throw 90 degree angles around here that's what big ben did and you just hope it goes where it needs to if it doesn't the defense will get it back and we do it again you cannot nausea this bullshit you can't do that we let big ben do that because he earned the right to do that because he threw it down the field sometimes too you gotta fucking and that's how this that's how this team runs and it's almost like from a cultural standpoint again as a steelers fan i don't know if anyone's told him like this is you have to take this job by the fucking balls. We were giving you this opportunity. You know what I mean? I don't think he'll have this opportunity long. Um, that doesn't mean he won't be a good quarterback or not. But I don't think Tomlin's going to try to 
I don't think Tomlin's going to try to make it work if it doesn't start clicking soon. So I'm a little worried about him. And I think in a, in a quarterback market and the NFL where guys move a little bit more, you know, cousins could become available soon. Winston could be available soon guys that will throw vertical. And then Tomlin can just say, just do something. And then I'll do what I do. And I can just be a good coach. I think he wants to get back to that. So I need, I don't know if, again, I don't know if anyone's pulled picket aside and said like, this might, this is on you more than you realize. So I think that's just kind of how the Steelers work. I don't I know. Does that make sense? You're a Browns guy. So you probably have watched. No, I mean, football. listen, I, I, I'm pretty tapped in with Pittsburgh and the way they've run things. I, I think to me, the, the, the one thing that I'm excited about for Pickett is I've seen him play really well at times. And I think that offensive line is bad. I think that Najee Harris's foot clearly is not right. He looks terrible. I think there's a lot of things going against Pickett and, like you said, Tomlin's in for the first time in his career in a position where they have to retool some things. But if you look at the way they've run stuff, the way Tomlin, since he's been there, what have they done? They constantly use draft capital not to go upgrade Big Ben, to upgrade the rest of the team. And I think they've already used a first-round pick into Kenny Pickett. They, they were able to sit there. They didn't have to move up. They knew they could sit there at 20, take Kenny Pickett. I think that Kenny Pickett has some weapons around him. They need to improve the offensive line, and they need to get back to getting, you know, the jersey right there, TJ Watt on the field, making that defense prominent again. And I think if they retool around him, I think that Kenny Pickett can be a very decent quarterback in fantasy. And I'll say this too. He's, to your point, like, I think he's a little more mobile than people give him credit for. If you go look at his rushing stats, they're not as bad as people think. He had two, two rushing scores his first game. He had like seven carries for 37 the last game. He's not a Konami code type no, but, uh, athlete, but he can run the football and give you a few extra points with his legs. And that's where I will say that was when I noticed that was the first time I kind of looked at Tomlin different was when I'm going to start Mr. Trubisky. Okay, great. Like I've seen Mr. Trubisky with Matt Nagy and bullshit. Like he can be okay enough. Yeah. But what does Trubisky do? Trubisky got a little bit of shuffle in him too. He can run for first downs. When I Absolutely. saw Tomlin literally never, design a run for Trubisky I'm like you've been f- stuck with Big Ben for so long you forgot that that's even an option and you've got a guy who's 26 27 28 and I'm not being an asshole but he's kind of expendable yeah oh, very world. expendable why aren't you just saying go you know what I mean because he can do that and when I saw Tomlin not making those kinds of calls with a guy who was literally just in the Josh Allen offense yeah like when he came in for that seven, week 17 game like he ran it well Trubisky right. can do that stuff. He was not asked to. Right. And I, that's when I got scared. And I was like, uh-oh, like, does Mike Tomlin not know how to coach the, the what Trubisky can do? Because we know Trubisky can't throw the ball well consistently. He can sometimes. But he can run. Never asked him to run. And that yeah. was when I was like, okay, maybe Tomlin doesn't know what to do with these guys. And that's when I got scared. Because I honestly think that. I still think that Trubisky would probably be the better option if he was played properly. And we saw he came in a couple weeks ago and he was a fucking beast. Just yeah, like, I mean, and he can do that. He can do that. But it was just, I don't know. It's So I'm a little worried about Pickett because I don't know if they, the, the coaching staff they have there right now is set up to develop a guy like that and to do that even. I, I think he's going to be just fine. I'm, I'm more on the bullish side on Kenny Pickett. I'll say this. I think that no matter who you had in there, um, like I'm not a Trubisky guy, but I do agree with you that he's mobile and that's probably utilizing him the best way if you run him. And I'll say this, I think that part of the reason that it didn't 
come to fruition or he didn't run it more is I don't think any one of these quarterbacks that's not a very good one is capable of playing well when an offensive line is that putrid, which to wrap things up and get off Kenny Pickett, that should be that much more impressive to you for Justin Fields because it's a similar offensive line situation and Justin Fields is balling. So imagine if the weaponry gets better, if the offensive line is improved. He is doing all this with nothing. Yeah, Justin Fields is a beast. And you're right, Kenny Pickett, there's only upside available to him. You know what I mean? Like, he's been playing at his floor. So I right. that, that does give me some hope. But we'll, we'll just have to see if the Steelers can get it back on track uh, offensively. So Yep, I'm with you there. All right, well, we've been right around an hour. It's been awesome hanging out with you, Adam. Um, yeah, man, definitely. Well, I'm glad you had me on, man. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm sure I'll be talking to you more in the chats we got going on uh, in the discords and stuff. You want to plug your pod so that the ladies and gentlemen can go check that out in your channel? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, IDP Army, appreciate you having me on, taking the time to listen to me with Jordan here. Uh, it was a pleasure. Um, you can catch uh, Mike and I stuff, South Harmon. We have the YouTube page. Um, it is backslash McNutted. But if you just search South Harmon Fantasy Football, um, you'll be able to find us there. We do a lot of stuff on YouTube. Um, you can find me. That's my Twitter handle and my TikTok handle there, ATM4DChess. You can check me out there. But one of the big things I want to plug is probably our biggest exposure platform. Um, one of my favorite things to do, we do the 40 Chess Dynasty podcast. Um, you can get that uh, over at the Destination Debbie Radio, wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, wherever. Uh, go to Destination Debbie Radio, and you'll see every Friday, 4D Fridays comes out. Mike and I chop it up and tell you our dynasty strategies of that week. So um, those are the plugs you can find me at. I appreciate it and looking forward to catching some of you guys later. Absolutely, absolutely. Shout out to the DD crew. We love them over there. Dynasty, best ball, and IDP. That is the future of fantasy football. If you're here with us, you are doing one of those three things, and you're probably doing it just a little better than mediocre. So that means yeah. uh, you're making money. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of the IDP thing, Jordan, at some point uh, we'll have to try to get a collab going on our channel because i know a lot of the guys are asking mike and i questions on idp and we don't have the answer so we could use jordan reigns bringing the idp army stuff over to south Harmon too absolutely absolutely would love to do that i'm always like i said i'm, I'm always willing to talk any any kind of football the culture of football the game of football the media of football the fantasy of football the offense the defense the whole thing we do it all so thanks again for your time adam everybody like this video appreciate you guys for being here and uh i will be back er, tomorrow with the rankings q a i know the offensive points podcast is probably being uploaded literally as i'm about to close this show down and uh yeah see you guys in the underdog lab lobby later this week and adios peace Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.